0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Pod Podcast. Now let's
1: begin.
2: Dashing through the snow, in a one-horse open sleigh. Over fields we go, laughing all the way. Bells on bobtails ring, making spirits bright. What fun it is to laugh and sing. A sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, Batman smells Robin ran away He lost his pants down in France And found them in Bombay Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride In a one horse open sleigh Dashing through the snow In a one horse open sleigh Over fields we go Laughing all the way on Bobtail's ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to laugh and sing A sleighing song tonight Jingle bells, Batman smells Robin laid an egg The Batmobile lost its wheel And the Joker got away Hey! Jingle bells, jingle bells Jingle all the way Oh what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh Yeah! Oh, what fun it is to ride in a
3: one-horse open sleigh Well, hello, fellow podcast listener, and welcome to the 10th Chris Lockhart Christmas special. Uh, the 2022 edition. I actually, I counted on my fingers, it is, it is the 10th one. Um, it started in 2012, and I missed 2018 because I wasn't podcasting. Um, for the better part of 2018. Um, but other than that, it's, it's been every year. And, um, so this would be the 10th one. Um, so the reason I I always give the spiel, the reason why it's called the Chris Locker Christmas Special is because I, uh, was a podcast listener for, for a few years before I got into podcasting, and I always said if I ever get my own podcast, I'm going to do a Christmas special because I love Christmas specials, big fan of them. So uh, you know it's it's been a tradition uh, for me to do this uh, this uh, Christmas themed episode of whatever podcast I'm doing at the time. Um, but I am not alone cool. for this for this podcast. Uh, first up, we have Ragnar. How's it going, Ragnar?
0: Well, it's uh, going quite well, and uh, Merry Christmas, everyone.
3: Excellent. Um, next up, we have Lillian Kenelson. How's it going, Lillian?
4: The toddler is asleep. Life is good.
3: Excellent. <laughs> and last but not Although least... Although I'm not sure oh.
4: what someone's doing, because they're... They, who's playing with their microphone?
3: <laughs> I think that might be Ragnar. I think it might be coming for Ragnar's end. But Really? Now I don't hear
4: Batman. it. Nope, now it's quiet.
3: And last but not least, we have Kevin Decent. How's it going, Kevin?
1: Going well. I didn't realize it was 10th one. I'm kind of wondering how many I've been on. And uh, I, I don't mean to say this every time, but it's just the way that we all are geographically. Um, I'm waiting for snow to come across and hit us tomorrow night.
3: Yeah, I heard you guys are going to be getting a, a shellac and... Yeah, that's the rumor.
1: Yeah. Um, work is already debating on closing on Friday oh, really? as we record. Huh. Yeah, because we have people that drive um, like eight. It's not 800 miles in a day. It's, they do 800 every week driving around to the different uh, libraries in our district. Oh, okay. And so they will be driving across three of the counties that are in the danger zone. Oh, so it's kind of like, eh, if if we're, you know, if they're not going to be out, then the rest of us probably
3: shouldn't be out either. Yeah. Yeah. Extra day off. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be nice. Um, So I remember last year, I said, like, I was going to record the Christmas special in segments, and then I was just going to put it all together. I didn't do that again this year. So next year, I'm going to shoot for that. Because the first year... <laughs> The first Christmas special is still my favorite, you know, no offense to anyone that's ever been on any other Christmas specials. Um, because we recorded them in segments. So like literally, like we'd record an episode of something, that I'd be like, hey, you guys want to stay for an extra ten minutes and we'll talk about, you know, this, you know, Christmas related theme or, or this Christmas question or whatever. So I had like a whole bunch of people on my Christmas special. Um which is which is like a tradition for Christmas specials, having like guest stars showing up uh, to spread the Christmas cheer. Like that first year, I had uh, you know the guys at Nerd Lunch. Uh, I I think they did a segment. Maybe maybe with the next year. But anyway, I I know I had the Atomic Geeks record a segment. Um. So yeah, uh, that's what I'm going to aim for for next year. But for this year. Um, we're, you know, we're, um, doing it live to, to, tape, of course. Um, and this will actually be the last episode that goes up before the new year. Uh, so at the end of this episode, we're going to go over our re- geek resolutions that we made at the, in January and then next, and then, and then January, we'll have new resolutions. So for this episode of the 2022 Chris Locker Christmas special, uh, uh the theme is questions of Christmas. So I'm doing a roundtable Q and A, and we'll be answering the questions um, that uh, that I'm reading out. I got ten of them here. Uh, First up, name a Christmas song that is for sure on your party playlist. Um, So, what's your favorite Christmas song? What what what's the song that gets you pumped for Christmas? Uh, Ragnar, we'll start with you. What, what's your, your go-to
0: Christmas song? Well, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I don't, I don't hate Christmas music, but <clears throat> because I sell at the Christmas craft shows, I hear so much Christmas music that mm. when I'm at home, I, I don't even really super want to. Yeah. And my problem yeah. is just that it's always like the same eight or nine songs, and you just hear yeah. different versions of them again and again and again. Now that all that being said, the one song that I do like hearing at Christmas time is from the Nutcracker ballet. I believe it's called The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. And it's like a classical piece, and I'm sure if any of you heard it you would recognize it instantly. Yep. And it's a, that's a piece that I never get tired of hearing. So I'm going to pick that one as the as the Christmas song that I like, which also doesn't have any words excellent
3: uh kevin same question to you it's so hard to pick just one um my
1: recent favorite for the last few years and it's partly because so many people hate it but uh, a few years ago twisted sister did a christmas album
0: (laughs) hell yeah good choice man
1: yep and oh come all you faithful is to the tune of we're not going to take it <laughs> nice and it, it starts out and you're like oh i know this song it's you know it's twisted sister and then they start singing oh come all you faithful and you're like why does this work and it, it man it totally works it does it's amazing and then the whole album's great and i mean like it it, it seems silly but when you see interviews with Dee snyder and just what a Genuinely good person he is. It's like, oh yeah, this makes sense that they would just do it for fun and for the heck of it. Here, a uh, great album though, and my mom hated it. My ex hated it. I had it as my ringtone on my phone. If I if I played it with Christmas music, everyone's like, what the hell is this? Like because people hate it so much, it makes me love it even more.
0: Excellent that is fantastic.
3: Uh, Lillian, uh, what is your Christmas song that is on your playlist or get, or just Um, get you pumped up?
4: So I love Shake Up Christmas by Train. It's one of my Mm. favorite songs. I can listen to it constantly. Um, but it's ironic whenever I'm playing a video game, if I have Christmas music playing, uh, because when I was a kid, I had this on a cassette and I had it on repeat. Um, the Christmas rapping song by the waitresses uh, is is a go to like it has to if I'm playing a game it has to be on there it just is, it's a tradition mm-hmm. and that's that hilarious song where she tells a story about she keeps missing a guy and then she forgot cranberry sauce and she met him at the store and then she had a great Christmas
5: yeah
4: <laughs> I love that song
3: excellent um, for myself I'm going with Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee um. I just love that song, um, and and I did go through a bunch of uh, Christmas music, and that was one that I, you know, and it, it doesn't matter what time of year. If I hear that song, I just I love it. She she's just awesome. Um, all right. So, question number two: What are your three favorite desserts on the Christmas buffet? So you're at uh, you know your family Christmas or wherever, and you got your dessert options. You got so many options. What three would you want, essentially? Um, so we'll go we'll go back in reverse order. So for me, I would I love Nanaimo bars. I, I you know like I don't know Nanaimo bars and Christmas. There's just something about them. I love them. Um, my wife makes a killer cherry cheesecake um that everyone loves like like it's it's so good that it gets requested like at family functions and stuff and um you know it never there's never leftovers like it always gets demolished she and makes a what a, a cherry cheesecake
5: Ooh.
3: yeah and, you know, everyone loves it, and the only time I get it is at Family Functions, so people are like, oh, you you know, you're so lucky you get to have this whenever. I'm like, I don't. Like, she only makes this for Family Functions. Um,
0: so I try and enjoy that. What and, I'm hearing is it gets demolished because you never you never get it, so then when they put it on the table, you just eat all of it.
3: No, no, <laughs>
0: I wish. I would. <laughs> I would. But,
3: uh, you know, and like... You really have to be strategic about it because there's been times I'm like, well, you know, I'll, I'll have a piece of pie or something instead. And, you know, maybe later I'll, uh, I'll go back and, uh, you know, have some, and then it's gone. And then it's gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I got to go for it first. Um, and last but not least, um, is my mom's, uh, homemade apple pie. Um, the unfortunate thing, she doesn't make pies like she used to. Like, when I was growing up, that was like a staple. Like, my grandma made pies. My mom made pies. My cousin Danielle made pies. Um, but now it's like nobody's doing it anymore. I guess, I, I don't know. But I, I just love my the the apple pie. Note to uh, self,
4: we've got to make Chris a pie.
3: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love pie. I love cake. I love sweets. That is my weakness. That is my kryptonite um is 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 uh, i got a sweet tooth that's my that's my weakness um lillian uh what are your three yes. favorite desserts for a Christmas okay
4: buffet? so if i'm at a buffet and there's fruitcake i'm i'm there i know that it's a everyone has a love-hate relationship with fruitcake i am i am i am a lover <laughs> of fruitcake
3: you're talking about, like, um, the, the old-fashioned, like, almost like banana bread-looking?
4: It's got all the, fa- like, the dried candied oh, uh, yeah, nuts yeah. and fruits in it, and normally it's soaked in copious amounts of alcohol.
3: Yeah, and
4: yeah. Okay. I, I love the store-bought marzipan icing on them. That just makes everything better. Um, and then, so, like, fruitcake is a yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there is eggnog anything like i love eggnog cookies eggnog custard eggnog anything it's just something about the nutmeg and the spices it's just oh yes please nice i will happily take that um and there was a tie for my bottom my my third one there was i was either a trifle anything that's a trifle
5: Hmm. which
4: is what i'm making for our work party on friday nice or thumbprint cookies oh Just because I have so many memories of making thumbprint cookies with my mom.
5: Yeah. Whereas
4: either you filled the thumbprint with you put like a Hershey's kiss in there or jam uh, or you could put um what else do we put in there
5: those cherries but anything
4: like yeah there we go maraschino cherries that was it I've got a container of those and that's on my list of things to make is thumbprint cookies but I want to wait till my little brother's here to make them. Excellent. Yeah.
3: Those are some good desserts. Uh, Kevin, same question. What, what are good. your three desserts?
1: I'm, I'm learning what things are called here now. <laughs> like, I, I, I really didn't know those were called thumbprint cookies, but I also never thought to ask either. So that's kind of my own fault. Um, one of our new ones is, and I don't know what it's called. Like, in the family, we call it crack. <laughs> oh, Christmas crack? It, it's, it's just, oh. like, like saltines and, like, chocolate and stuff, and it's, like, snapped mm. and broken apart and all. Yeah.
4: It's addictive. It's sometimes called Christmas Bark, but most of the time I've seen it in recipes as crack where you can... But I've seen it where... Have you had it, Kevin, where they, at, they put caramel? So it's, like, saltines covered in caramel with chocolate on top?
1: Yeah. Oh. It's amazing. That's a new one. Like, someone started making it in the last couple of years, and now it has to be there every Christmas now. But... Like it, because, it, I mean, like everyone tries it. I've, I've tried it. You know, my brother, like everyone, my cousins, everyone in the family tries to bring something one year, and it's it's appreciated, but it doesn't hit. You know, mm-hmm. this one was like, oh yeah, this is every year now. We have to have this. Um, my favorite, like classic one from my childhood and no one really makes it anymore because it was like one of the things my grandma made all the time is she made a pistachio slush mm. so it's got like a like a I don't even want to say crust I'll say like a bedding of something <laughs> that it goes on and then it's almost like a thick pudding consistency pistachio and then like whipped cream and stuff on top and then like chopped walnuts all on top of that and, you know, you chill it long enough that you can cut through it and serve it. But that was amazing. And nothing tasted like it. And no one is making it anymore. And I will occasionally get, like, the craving for it. And I'll get, like, a Ben & Jerry's pistachio ice cream. Because it's, like, the closest I can get to what this tasted like. Uh, But my favorite, and I know it's going to be there because it's already been discussed. And this might be the year that I get... The recipe because it's it's the big one for my mom. That's like this is the thing I need to know how to make. You know, not now they want to think like too far in the future, but this is that thing that I need to know.
5: Yeah.
1: Um. Okay. So it doesn't go the way for my grandma's dessert there, but she makes no bake cookies for every like big gathering.
5: Nice.
1: And just the traditional no bakes, you know, the oat, the cocoa, yep. like you know, the mud cookies. Yeah. What was that, Lillian? uh, We call them mud cookies. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. Same thing. Yeah, we just call them no bigs. And that might even be, like, a regional New York thing. I'm not even saying that's, like, everywhere in the States, you know. But I absolutely love those. And, like, it's such a big thing. Like, Thanksgiving, everyone's taking those Ziploc baggies of it home with them. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: You know, I I used to take them, like, back to college with me, and I had to take enough to share. (laughs)
4: Well, those are the kind of cookies that once you eat one, it's really hard not yep. to eat another. Yeah. <laughs> They're t- <laughs> melted in your mouth, heaven yum. Oh, yep. and, and I
1: can I can smell her making them too. Mm. And when my brother and I were kids, it was like, you know, she had to make it with two spoons, so we each got a spoon
4: of it. Sounds like you had a good mom. You have a good mom. She's not past hits. You know what I mean.
1: I can't I, I find one more gift for her. It's driving me nuts. I will be done with Christmas if I can find one more thing for her. A good mixing spoon.
4: Oh, maybe.
1: That's actually. Go me, find a see. nice,
4: hilarious, like, gra- like mom wooden spoon or something.
1: <laughs> let me see how fast I get up there to visit, so I can got time to do like a
3: reconnaissance mission of the kitchen, and then run
1: back up to the store. <laughs> Excellent.
3: Um, but yeah, talking about the, the no bakes and the mud cookies, I've heard them called both. So but I They're also know. called
4: haystacks.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say I think I think I, we're talking about haystacks, right? We're
4: talking about haystacks, oh,
3: yeah. I've, I've never I mean, yeah, heard those haystacks. Are
4: delicious.
3: Huh. Uh Ragnar, uh what are your three desserts on that you're picking out of a Christmas buffet?
0: Well, before I get to the desserts, I gotta say one of my favorite Christmas traditions that started at sometime when I was a kid just randomly started one year. My mom started giving me a full size Totlerone bar with my stocking in the morning and I'd never had one before. So whatever was the year she first gave me one, I, you know, I opened it up right away and I had a bite and I was like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. (laughs) And so from that point on, at Christmas, every every year, I get a Toblerone bar, and I usually eat that for breakfast. I don't necessarily eat the whole bar anymore, yeah. although it can happen. Yep. <laughs> so so i got to throw that out there because that's an integral part of my Christmas experience. But when it comes to actual desserts, um, in my family, my granny, my grandmother on my dad's side would make most of the Christmas baking, and she'd send us a big tin every Mm -hmm. year, and and so that was always great. And my favorite out of all her stuff were these little rum balls. So it's like graham crackers and cocoa and rum. I think that that might even be all that's in them. Hmm. And it's like a little ball about the size of a big marble, and man alive are they ever good. And... For whatever reason, my sister got passed down all of my granny's recipes. And so she still makes those rum balls at Christmas. And so it's just fantastic getting getting to have those again. Um, so that would be my, my number one Christmas dessert thing I'm going to pick out. Plus, uh, usually they have enough rum in them that you do get a little buzz. So that's kind of fun too. <laughs> And then num- number two, I gotta throw it out to the old school fruit cake, just like Lillian, um, is delicious. You know, nuts and fruit and sugar. It's and a fruit food. cake, buddy. It's, oh man, love it, love it so much. And then uh, we always had uh, around Christmas time, we'd always have mincemeat tarts,
4: which mm. I think is
0: a very British thing. There's no mm. meat. In
4: meat it, it. it is. It's yeah. it. It's funny you said that the store. Here, they did a changeover, and they had, like, 20 to 30 containers of mincemeat for sale. Ooh. And I kept staring at it, because nobody I know eats mincemeat.
0: Well, really, the only thing you do with it is make tarts. Exactly. And they're really good, and it's sort of like, um, I don't know, it kind of tastes like raisin, sort of, but not quite as sweet as a raisin. I don't know. It's hard hard to describe, but... Uh, if you like fruitcake, you'll like them. And if you don't like fruitcake, there's a pretty good chance you wouldn't like them. <laughs> but, uh, my dad's making a huge batch of them this year, and I'm pretty excited. And actually, I think my dad said that the fruitcake this year, um, he, him and my two aunts, so his two sisters, made it this summer when they were all getting together at their birthday. Hmm. And then they soaked it in booze and put it in the freezer, so apparently we're getting family-made
4: uh,
0: fruitcake. For,
4: I'm looking for forward to these. Uh, you must tell us how your fruitcake experience is this Christmas.
0: <laughs> well, I'm pretty excited. You know, there's, a, there's a there's a good chance between the rum balls and the fruitcake that uh, I'll be a little bit drunk, and uh, I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um fruit cake that's something I got to I
3: think I got to retry cuz I as a kid I remember hating it and I don't think I've actually had it since I was a kid so you know maybe with my taste buds having changed you know it might, it might be something I that I really like as an adult so I got to do that um, Yeah Um all right so the next question if you could give your parents any gift what would it be Um, So I'll kick off this question. Um, So my parents are divorced. Uh, They've been broken up a long time. You know, uh, I want to say 25 25 years, something like that. Um, So my my mom's never remarried or anything. Uh, She's still single. And she loves... Paris like she went on a Paris trip for her 50th birthday with her friend and I think she's planning on going again next year for her 60th birthday I guess I shouldn't have said her age but uh, I know she doesn't (laughs) listen to the podcast but um so um what I would love to do is I would love to be able to you know like if I win the lottery or whatever I would love to pay for her trip to go to paris and help with expenses and maybe pay for um you know someone to go with her um you know like her for friend that went with her uh for her 50th they they don't really talk much anymore so i doubt she you know she would want to go with her but maybe my aunt might go with her or something um so i'd love to uh, be able to send my mom and uh a traveling companion to paris um because that's like my mom's favorite place even though she's never really went anywhere else i keep telling her to go check out other countries but she's just she's in love with paris she's in love with the eiffel tower uh you go to her house she's got like paris stuff all over the place so i'd love to uh, pay for that and for my dad i would love to um just take him to uh uh because he's a big, uh, you know, uh, hockey fan. He' big uh, NHL fan. I would love to take him to uh, an All Star game. Because um, my dad's never went. Um, like he's been to the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's you know went to Oilers games and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I he's never been to an All Star game. So I'd love to take him to an All Star game, and I'd love to go with him because. Um, you know, I like hockey too, not as much as my dad, um, you know, for like, I'm a big Star Trek fan, like a, you know, Star Trek nerd, you might say as much as I love my Star Trek, that's how much my dad loves hockey. Like my dad is a hockey nerd. Um, so that would be, you know, for, for me, him going to the all-star game would be like me going to... Um, like the Las Vegas Star Trek invention. That would be like, you know, it's like the Mecca, right? Um, so I would love to be able to do that for my dad. If, if I could, uh, Lillian, uh, what would, if you could give your parents any gift, what would it be?
4: I had to think about this one for a while. Cause I'm like, my mother doesn't like people. Uh, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't like anything or need anything, but I probably in the ideal world, if I could get my mom anything, it would be a never-ending supply of never-boring books. I'd probably say I would find her a book subscription or something like that because she has read everything she has and she thinks nowadays she's like, books are stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, the stories have all been done. Writers have lost their touch. So it'd have to be like old books something that she could be like this is cool i'm learning and i'm actually enjoying this so to find my mother some non-boring books that would be that would be my best christmas present i think i could give her something to entertain her
3: excellent um did uh um, what about your dad is is he still with us I guess I should I should um, I should have pre asked this. <laughs>
4: um, my my dad lives in Maple Ridge. Okay. Um, and that's all I know.
3: Oh Okay. So
4: I would just wish him a Merry Christmas.
3: Excellent. Um. Yeah. Like I said, I guess I should have asked this because now now I now I feel, now I feel awkward. Uh. Kept... It's
4: all good. It's all good. You, sh- it's all
5: you good. should feel awkward. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I should I could have led with hi, my mom left my dad when I was three and I got to take a really awesome train ride. But you know, now he lives in Maple Ridge and he's just doing him.
5: <laughs>
3: Alright. Uh Kevin, if you could give your parents um uh Holly any gift, what would it be?
1: I really want to make a joke. Like, I don't know either of my parents or something like that, just to get you all <laughs> <down. No. laughs> Kevin I wasn't
4: born from parents.
1: I was grown in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> my test tube was on the cover of People Magazine. Um so when you first asked the question, like in, in our pre-show notes and all, I was thinking, you know, something to that you could actually like go out and get and all. Mm-hmm. Not going kind of unlimited resources for it. Um my mom would definitely be just taking care of everything that needs to be done to her house because it's just like, you know, there's only time and money for like one big project a year. Yeah. But I can think of like 10 big projects that need to be done. Yeah. And, and then there's stuff outside that has to be done. There's stuff inside that has to be done. She's called this person and then they blow her off. And now we're on to next year to maybe get it done and all. Like if I could just get all that stuff done for her, I'd be so happy with it. And I mean, I'm sure she'd be happy too for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, my dad is just tough. Like he, he's gone through his downsizing the last couple years. Mm. Just, you know, um, I don't need this. I don't need that. I'm older. You know, he likes his condo thing. I don't know what it's actually called. I'll call it a condo. Um, He actually said this year, like, don't buy me anything. I ha- if I if I want something, I will get it. And you're going to look around for something that I'll appreciate and I'll be thankful, but I probably don't need. You know, so why are we worrying about that? I thought, all right, for sure about it. But I know one of the things that he, one of his favorite things is his dad, when he was still alive, the two of them went and did the NCAA basketball tournament for like a weekend. So you're seeing like three or four games a day. Yeah, it's like all right. Here's the noon game, and then that's over, and then we have another game in the same arena, the same building at three, and then that's over, and we got another one at six, and then another one at nine, and they did like a whole like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or whatever weekend for it, and then just stayed at the hotel and wandered in and out, and you know. Just had random conversations with people that were also fans or also traveled from, you know, the same states or cities or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said it was just so much fun, especially going around with his dad for it and seeing what his dad reacted to and got excited about and cheered for and everything. Like, it was a real moment he felt for the two of them. Yep. And I mean, I I don't do the sports and I would be lost, Mm -hmm. but I can enjoy stuff live yeah. And I think, kind of like, you know, as much as my dad was seeing that in a way, getting to know his dad, I'm like, I could do that too and see what he's like for it and all and just have fun. Yep. And he would never, and, and the fact that he would never ex- expect it from me either would kind of be fun too.
3: Excellent. And Ragnar, same question. Well, well if you can give your parents anything, what would you give them?
0: I could give my parents anything. Anything, i give them a million dollars. And then they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I'd I like love that answer. I'd love to send them on a vacation. I'd love to pay off their mortgage. I'd love to get them a garage built for their house. But uh, if they had a million dollars, they could do all those things.
3: Yep, they could. No, that's a, that, that's a good answer.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Uh, so we're going back to food. What is your least favorite holiday food? What is, what is something that you do not like? And Kevin, we'll start with you. What is your least favorite holiday food?
1: All right. It's, it's weird because I don't like it, but every year I have to have one though. Just like kind of tradition for it. Um, And it's like now I'm just kind of like I've gotten used to it so I don't hate it as much but it was my least favorite thing when I was younger. My mom makes these meat wraps every year. So it's a jar of like a, a flat dried beef of some sort and then she'll put like it's like a cream cheese and olive mixture thing in it i think okay but it just has a very um it's not even the olive taste it's something like beyond that but like a very strong bitter taste to it when it's all mixed together
3: okay and and
1: and it's it's out for like the appetizers before like people are opening presents, but it's not quite dinner time when the whole family's around, so it's usually up for appetizers. Yeah, and I have to have one. Just it's one of those things where every year I'm like, maybe my taste buds have changed enough. Yeah, maybe I'll enjoy this because everyone else seems to enjoy it, and I don't. I have the one. I'm like, oh, that's why I didn't want it. It yeah, it's just like I I don't know, sort of a sour, bitter, olivey taste to the whole thing. Mm. And it's also, she, she would send my brother and I to go get it. She's like, I need the meat wraps. They're with this in this aisle, you know, like in, in the, you know, I don't know, soup and stocks aisle. It's, you know, mm-hmm. on the top shelf or something like wherever it is. And apologies, apologies to all of you. Apologies to listeners. This is like round circles of meat that are folded into this glass jar to hmm. fit. And when you lift it up and tip it and look from the bottom, it was very inappropriate. <laughs> and my brother and I would do this to each other all the time just to get giggling and laughing and being immature boys. Yeah. Until my mom was like, why are you two laughing? And we were too embarrassed to tell her why we were laughing and worried we were going to get in trouble. Yeah. So I think my mom's figured it out though because she never
3: asked us to go buy it for again. <laughs> nice. I'm trying to think if we have something like that. I it doesn't sound familiar
0: to me. I feel like I had something like that once and it. it yeah, it was kind of weird. Yeah, like it's not. Like I'm at the point
1: now; it's not horrible. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. It's just not really a taste combination I go for, but everyone else loves it. Like, it's always gone every year.
5: Huh.
3: Interesting. All right. Uh, Ragnar, uh, what is your least favorite holiday food?
0: Well, my sister and I, we don't get along soon. And a big part of it is that she's a militant vegan. Oh, okay. And militant anything is difficult, and vegan food is generally, in my opinion, quite awful. And her vegan food in particular that she makes is, in my opinion, absolutely revolting. Yep. (laughs) So I can easily say that my least favorite Christmas food is all of the strange vegan substitutes for real food that my sister will be preparing. And uh, I won't really elaborate, but they all kind of look like yellowy gray mush and they all taste like garlic trying to hide any actual flavor. Oh God. Yeah. Do not recommend <laughs> <laughs>
3: all right. Um all right, for for myself, my least it's a tie. It's it's tied between um Brussels sprouts which I all think right. which I think smell like farts. Um <laughs> and uh turnips. Like, my, my fam, like, my, my mom and my You just gran-
4: listed two of my favorite foods. <laughs>
3: <laughs> like, like my mom and my grandma, like, they would mash turnips like mashed potatoes. And, you know, like, for, for Christmas and Easter and stuff. And I, uh, I, like, don't get me wrong. I, like, I love, uh, like, turnip. Like, if you, if you dice a turnip and put it in a stew, I think it's perfectly fine. Like, I don't mind having it in my stew. But having, like, mashed turnips, which is something that my family does. I don't know if other families do this. I just, I hate it. I can't stand it. Like, it, it's like an orange um, uh, imitation of mashed potatoes that is really bad. Like, I, I ugh. So, anyway, those are my two. Uh, Lillian. What is your least favorite holiday food?
4: Well, I had to think about this one because I love food and there's very few things that I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, Aside from weird salads um, and stuff, but uh, it's uh, some, some salads are just. I never understood the point. I, I know that I like the taste of bean salad, but unfortunately, there's something about the look of it that just – no. So I had to narrow it down on the fact that turkey. Turkey is my least favorite thing because most people don't know how to cook them. Right. And it's yeah. like a, a Russian roulette game when you go have turkey at someone else's house and they've cooked it. It's either too dry or it's it's tastes, it's bland. Or or it's just, or people take the parts that I like. I don't eat a lot of dark meat because sometimes it's just texturally unappealing. Um, but turkey is something that I just, I just don't trust on other people's tables and I don't genuinely enjoy it a lot mm. of the time. You know, I, I like turkey, but I don't necessarily, I'd rather have ham or or something else.
3: See, and I, and like like what you were saying about turnips and, and uh, uh, oh what those little cabbages that I hate I can't remember what they're called now. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts? Um, yeah. See, I hate them so much I can't even remember their name. <laughs> but um, I love turkey. Like that's like my go-to at Christmas. But I totally go what you're saying, Lillian. Like I don't like the dark meat of turkey. I avoid that. But the white meat, I I don't know, I just, yeah. But I totally get it. Like, my sister's the same way. My mom's the same way. And they've said numerous times, the only reason why they continue to make turkey is for me. Because, like, I'm the last, you know, because my grandpa's gone, my grandma's gone. You know, um, the the turkey eaters are gone, except for me. Um, But I love turkey, yeah.
4: You're the last of the turkeys.
3: I'm the last turkey, (laughs) yep. Um, all right. Uh, so the next question and, and we'll, we'll kick it off with you, Lillian. Uh, if you could be a character in a holiday movie, who would you be and why?
4: See, this is the only one on my list that is blank because I don't know. See, if you had asked me this a decade ago, I would not have had an issue saying I want to be so and so in this romantic comedy or this movie but now I have I hate romantic holiday I like romantic comedies. I'm not a big fan of that um, so I'm just like who who would I be if I had to be in a holiday movie um, and I genuinely am not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I have an extensive – I just won uh, with my – we went to a Christmas party and they had like Christmas movie trivia. Yeah. And I I, I won our table uh, surprises because I know way too much about Christmas movies. Um, You know what? If I have to be cliche and if I had to just pick off the top of my head though now that we're actually talking about it, I'd probably just – Jump in and be one of the sisters from White Christmas, so I could wear all their dresses. All right. Just because they're so pretty, and it is a cute movie, and and yeah, why not?
3: All right, White Christmas. Um, Kevin, if you could be a character from a holiday movie, who would you be and why? All right, so. Um, I've had Christmas stuff going on in the background like
1: for the last two weeks or paying attention to it. And one of the channels was having a marathon of all the Santa Claus movies, the Tim Allen ones. So I decided to rewatch the first one like to actually pay attention to it. And that movie hits differently as an adult than it did as a kid. And I kind of enjoy in a way I'm like okay, it's a divorced dad and he's just trying to do his best and he's not perfect with things, but, you know, he means well and then gets this opportunity to really do a lot of good and bring joy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, deep down, that's really all I want. (laughs) Like, and, and, you know, I I mean, not to be Santa Claus necessarily, but, you know, the the more I got think about it and all. Cause th- there's stuff in the movie that like hit a little too close now, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, that's really all I want to do have, you know, bring joy and cheer and be, you know, seen as a good person and all and have my kid, you know, love me and everything. I'm like, it's all that I want yep. in life. You know, it's kind of simple here. And, and, and yeah, this I mean, I'm well aware the other two movies kind of suck, and I haven't watched the new Disney Plus show yet. But that first one is is still, like, pretty good and holds up, and I I really enjoyed that. Like, it it spoke to me on a different level this year.
3: Excellent. Uh, Ragnar, if you could be a character in a holiday movie, who would you be and why?
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go polar opposites, and I'm gonna say I want to be the Grinch. Oh. See,
4: I had a feeling you were gonna say Krampus of the Grinch or something. <laughs>
0: um, particularly from the Jim Carrey movie, because I was rewatching that not that long ago, and I, when it first came out, I remember seeing it in theaters, and I thought it was awesome. And then I rewatched it a few years later, and I thought, you know, this isn't very good. But when I rewatched it now, I liked it again. So, um, and you know, I, I love Jim Carrey and, and, uh, his version of the Grinch was awesome. So, you know, I could be that weird old angry man that lives alone with his dog and hates everyone. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel like that some days, you know, (laughs) days like that in the winter where I'm like, Oh, I guess I better up my vitamin D dose. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> I actually um, watched that <clears throat> Jim Carrey Grinch for the first time this year. I never watched it before. Never but seen I'm, it. No, I, oh, I, I'm sure my kids watched it, but I, I just never watched. Never, I don't know, sat down to watch it or whatever. But was, I was watching it over at my my daughter's place, and uh, it was actually pretty good. I I couldn't get past the fact that the the mayor guy, um looks like my uncle Larry like it just blew my mind I'm like <laughs> that guy looks like my uncle Larry um but yeah um all right so for me um yeah this this was the one that uh, yeah I kind of had a hard time with so I am going out on a limb um by saying that Die Hard is a Christmas movie and oh, yeah. I would love to be Argyle. Like, that's the limo driver guy. Because he, he just looked like <laughs> Oh,
5: that. yeah.
3: He was just having a good time, man. Like, and, and then he gets to be a hero at the end. Because uh, he stops Theo from, uh, from getting away. Um, so, yeah. I would just love to be able to dr- drive that limo and, you know, partying in the back. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, all right. So the next question is what sport or hobby confuses you the most? Ragnar, what sport or hobby confuses you the most? Like well,
0: cricket obviously. <laughs> that
3: uh, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to jump in and say that is actually what I was going to say. <laughs> That is. Um, I,
0: that is. On my... I remember. I remember being in junior high, and we had a a guy come out, and he was for for a day, for like an afternoon, teaching us kids how to play cricket, as you know, yep. part of our probably part of phys ed. And he was a an East Indian guy from Britain, so he had a, a British accent. Yeah. And his accent was really thick, and it was hard to understand him to begin with. Then he was using a lot of British slang and cricket terms, which we didn't know what they were. And he tried so hard to explain the game and to let us know just how awesome it is. And we all couldn't make heads or tails of it. Mm -hmm. And the big joke around school was like, you get a huge bat, and he hit things with it, and it was the most boring day ever. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I still can't make heads or tails of cricket or what the hell's going on. Um, but apparently, if you really get into it, it's great.
3: Yeah, it's one of the biggest sports in the world. You know, it's up there with, you know, what we call soccer, but the rest of the world, besides U.S. and Canada, calls soccer or calls football Um, yeah, it's big. Yeah. It's, you know, but I, I, like you, I don't get it. And I've tried watching it and I'm like, this, this sucks. (laughs) Like it's not even fun for me. It's not even fun to watch. Um, Kevin, what sport or hobby confuses you the most?
1: You throwing in sport or hobby helps. And, and actually I was, because this being the Christmas one, I'm like, are we talking, like, Christmas-themed sports or hobbies? It
5: doesn't you know, matter. That,
1: that's where my mind... No, I know, I know, but that's where my mind went at first. And, I mean, I'm not a sport person at all, but my family is, so I have knowledge of it through yeah. just being in the same room, you know? Like, all right, I can follow a baseball game, a football game, a, you know, basketball, hockey, whatever. Um, I don't care, but I can follow them. Uh, But the thing that, like, my family or when I was at school or people I've dated and and been with their families or or whatever, I just can't do card games. Hmm. Like, I, I I can be social and I can say, okay, everyone's playing this game. I don't know how to play it. Please remind me. And I'll get a rundown. And the more you play, the better I can be at it. But as soon as that night's over, I've completely forgotten. Yeah, like I don't, I don't remember how to play pitch. I don't remember how to play, you know, like freaking. I I can't even remember names of games for things. Like I just do not remember.
5: Mm-hmm. I've
1: only played poker a couple, times, and I keep getting confused on what beats what, and can't remember it. Um, even Uno, I'm like. Alright, what's what's this one doing? What's uh, am I switching colors or numbers here? I don't remember what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's just I I don't hate them, but I never got into it or cared enough. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't try to play myself, I don't seek out playing, I don't you know, try to get a game started and then I don't retain the information anyways. So it's just gone I've played cards with people by just I do not get into it. Mm -hmm. And when I see people like, oh yeah, we had, you know, six friends over and we all sat around in the kitchen and played whatever card game until like two in the morning. I was just like, that sounds so boring to me for some reason. I was like, you must have been drinking too, right? That's how you made it fun?
5: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm just not there with it. But I know me saying... You know, to some people, oh, I podcasted last night, or you know, I read comics or whatever. Like, you know, my my stuff is going to be boring to them. Yep. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, oh, I, I watched three wrestling pay per views the other day that were all on at different times, and I get the eye roll. You know, so it's just everyone has their their thing.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, when it comes to cards, like I love Crazy Eights. But that's kind of it. Like, I've never played a lot of poker. Um, I don't mind poker, but I'm too cheap to actually, like, invest money in poker. Um, I used to play a lot of goldfish with my grandpa when I was a kid. Um, Crib. I never got into crib. I know, like, my mom goes to crib tournaments. And she keeps telling me, "Oh, you should learn. I could teach you, and you, you know, we'll go to tournaments." I'm like, that just sounds so boring to me. Um, it's you know, like, oh, my- well, I, well, I'll, I'll quickly throw this in there. Since, since Ragnar said cricket, I, I totally um, am, am on board with cricket. But an honorable mention, and this is a hobby because it's my mom's hobby, is bingo. I cannot stand <laughs> bingo. Oh my god, um, I I tried it once, and I was so bored, and yet I I I I felt so incompetent because like I'm literally like playing one strip, so like it's I got like three cards, and like I'm having a hard time, you know, da- you know daubing all the numbers. Meanwhile, like my grandma who was you know still with us at the time. She's playing like nine lines, I think,
5: <laughs> of three
3: card you know with three cards each, so she's essentially playing twenty seven cards, I think, yeah, and then I'm playing three, and she's helping me um, <laughs> but no, like I just i'm not a bingo fan, I've never been a bingo fan um, yeah. Bingo. That That's mine. Um, Lillian, what sport or hobby confuses you the most?
4: Hobby horse competitions.
3: Hobby horse?
4: Have you... Okay, so where they... You know those fake uh, little horse heads kids have where it's like the little stuffed horse head with the broom body? Oh,
3: uh, yes.
4: Well, they have full competitions where people ride those I've and get judged s- on their trotting and... Cantering and yeah, I've, I
3: actually saw that not too long ago, a video of that.
5: Yeah.
4: yeah, it um, I I understand in a world where people are competitive and you have children competing in beauty pageants and God knows what, um, I just don't understand as a parent how I would ever let my child, voluntarily go out in public, competing with a stuffed horse.
3: <laughs> well, to me, I, I would I would say it's kind of like being in an air band. You know, when you're pretending to play an instrument, but you're you know like air guitar, but you're not actually playing anything. It kind of the same that's, thing. That's pretty silly too.
0: But there's competitions for that too. Yeah, I know, and I watched it video. Exactly, it. <laughs> you know, it was all right. All right, so these are kids doing them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is it a one-off or is it like, oh, I won and I made regional finals and then
4: Well, still, let me let me just quickly look this up. So, hobby horse competitions, it's a sport um also known as stick horses. Um In Finland, the country of origin of the sport, an annual national championship is held in addition to regional competitions, uh, which can be, yeah, uh, yeah. Ages girls 12 to 18, and it's gaining popularity beyond the Scandinavian countries and other parts of Europe. Um, It gives children and teenagers who don't have a horse a chance to interact with them outside of stables and riding schools.
5: I, well,
3: I guess, like you oh. know, for you know kids that can't afford a horse or something, I guess it, you know, is a good thing. I think.
4: I, I um.
3: You know, like like the kid who can't yeah. afford a guitar or guitar lessons, you can pr- you know play air guitar. I guess. But I could see a one-off as a
1: joke. Like, hey, there's a group of us friends, like ten or so we're going to do this at goofing around and we're just trying to get each other going. I yep. can see that, for sure. Yep. This being like, a, it, it being teenage girls is a whole other problem here. But now it's like, okay, it's so, they're making it like a poor person sport, in a way? Sort of.
4: Uh, you have to run around, jump over, like this, horses would jump. For every rail knocked down, you lose points, the top eight placing will be awarded. Uh, you've got different sized cross rails that go up to different heights. Um,
1: I could see a way to make this like a gymnastics thing.
4: Yeah, see, and that's where I, I could see the gymnastics side of it.
1: Yeah, but like it's not a hobby horse thing. It's a gym, like it, this gymnastic event, it, like this is your prop. Like this is your ribbon or your baton or whatever. It's a hobby horse. But it's really gymnastics competition. I could I could give you that. Or I could give Finland that. <laughs> but as its own thing, this is weird. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta find it now. I'm curious as hell.
5: <laughs>
1: but, yeah. Yeah, that's a new one. I think you win.
4: I win! Um, <laughs> it's something that I honestly just... Um, so, I saw something on YouTube.
3: Yeah, I think that's first uh,
4: it was pretty much on YouTube and then I saw, I've seen it on the internet. And then it was just the fact that it is European and it was talking about what, how great it is, but how some people, you don't, okay. You under everyone, all of us would understand that there is a special level of person who can take things a little too far when they have a hobby. And so they make everyone else look bad. So within any fandom, there is someone who has the ability to, to cause this chaos. So there has yeah. been people who, you know, when it comes to their, their, toy horses being real horses or whether or not they believe they are part horse or however they do it and they bring awareness to something like it is genuinely like uh, kids are running and jumping and and having fun and everything right Mm -hmm. but it it does have a level of weird to it but I think that's people's fault excellent
3: all right I've watched marble racing and this is still beyond me (laughs) Yeah, Mar- marble racing is actually kind of cool. I, I like like when when they do the intricate tracks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't I don't mind that. Um, all right. Well, so the next question: How early do you think you should be allowed to open Christmas presents, Ragnar? How how early um, should you be allowed to open Christmas presents?
0: Well, I mean. For me, a lot of the excitement of Christmas is the anticipation of opening presents, mm-hmm. and I I get a lot of pleasure from having presents under my tree. And I you know here in my house I have this tiny little four foot tree, and I pile all my presents up around it, and uh, I get a lot of pleasure from looking at the presents and wondering what they are. Um, so. I'm inclined to say, like, Christmas morning, you know, around the time you wake up is a good time to open them. Um, when when you wake I, up or the kids? Like, well, I mean, when you have kids, it's different. When you have kids, you better believe you're getting up super early to open all their <laughs> presents. And that's just how it is. What Like, when I was a kid... My parents would give my sister and I stockings, and they'd leave them in our bedroom, like on our beds, hmm. with, you know, candy, Toblerone bars, and uh, and little presents in them,
5: mm-hmm.
0: with the idea being we could open those as soon as we woke up, and we could play or, with that stuff and entertain ourselves with that so that mom and dad could sleep in until, you know, maybe eight, you know, so... Yeah. But as an adult now who doesn't have kids, you know, probably be nine or ten that I wake up and open presents. All right. Uh,
3: Kevin, uh, how early or how how early do you think you should be allowed to open Christmas presents? Um, God, the adult
1: answer is so much different. If if you are seeing someone before Christmas and that's when you're going to see them for the season, then you can exchange gifts and open them, you know, like, Oh, Hey, uh, you're exchanging with a coworker, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you see them, you know, three days before Christmas because now everyone's going on vacation. Okay. Yes. Do your gifts then. But that's a different situation. Yeah. Um, when I was growing up, we would go to one grandparents, uh, Christmas Eve, night and the other grandparents christmas day so we would do you know presents with those grandparents christmas eve but that was like a one-off thing because that's when we were spending time with these people yeah but the main bulk of it has to be christmas day um and i think the earliest my brother and i woke up i think one year we woke up at like four in the morning And my mom had just fallen asleep at, like, 2. So she was not having it. Yeah. And and the rule for us was when you wake up, so 4 was our absolute earliest. It was usually probably around 6 or 7. When you wake up, anything in the stocking, you can do whatever. You know, you can eat, you can play with, you can do whatever. And anything unwrapped is from Santa Claus. And you can play with any unwrapped present. Well, then we got a VCR. So Santa, shockingly, left whatever, you know, one of the big movies we were waiting for every year unwrapped. So, of course, we're going to go and watch that because it's unwrapped. So we can Mm -hmm. use it. We can play with it. We can do whatever. Meanwhile, my mom knows that Santa left an unwrapped new movie for us. (laughs) And she's getting at least two hours more sleep. Because we we're going to sit there and watch the movie for two more hours. And then get her and wake up and, you know, do all the Christmas stuff. There, there were years that Santa left two movies unwrapped. One for each of us, of course. <laughs> not not so that Santa could get three to four more hours of sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, like, my, my family's weird. And it's one of those things I didn't realize was weird until, you know, you start like, dating and spending time with other people's families and mm-hmm. all. But Christmas unwrapping is a full-day affair. So there's not really, like, a time frame. It's just all of Christmas. Wake up at my mom's, we do, you know, like, the family Christmas unwrapping, and then the rest of the family comes over. So my aunt and family are here at this time, my uncle at this time, my, you know, great aunt at this time. Like, everyone's over throughout the day and then up to dinner. And, like, last Last year, I think people were still opening presents at, like, 8 at night. Huh. Because because they, uh, my family also won't overwhelm. It's not like, okay, you're here. Sit down in this chair, and here's all the presents. Yeah. It's like the presents kind of come slowly throughout the day. Like, two people would be having a conversation. And it's like, oh, let me get my present for you. And then we do that one. And then there's more conversations for a half hour. And then, oh, my gosh, let me get my present. Like, it just... It, the presents are exchanged as it kind of naturally comes up throughout the day. So no hmm. one's really like overwhelmed by a ton of presents all at once, but then it makes it this whole long all day affair too. Hmm.
5: That, that
1: sounds interesting. It is. It kind of spreads it out. And then uh, honestly, like other people can check out your stuff too. Yeah. Cause like I, I've gone through family pictures of Christmas and seen like <laughs> everyone looking at like the same book or the same, toy or the same, you know, uh, like someone got a photo album or a picture or something like that and everyone's looking at it and enjoying it too because they're not sitting down just focused on their own pile of stuff. Yeah.
5: Excellent. It
1: makes for an exhausting day though. <laughs> that
3: sounds fun. Like, Yeah, I'd be up for something like that. Um, oh, sorry Kev, go ahead. Nope, nope, nothing. All right, uh, Lillian. Uh, when do you think you should be able to open your Christmas gifts?
4: I don't see. And I grew up in a weird thing where mom like did was not a morning person, so we got our stocking and then we had to wait till she had had her coffee and gotten up and everything like that. Yep. Uh, and so the last few years when I was working at the hotel, I would either end up working the morning shift, so I would get home at three. And so – or I'd work the graveyard, and so I'd get home at 7 a.m., and then I would sleep until, say, 11, and then we would get up and have breakfast and then do presents. So it really depends. Um, we're not too rushed. Like, the kids have never been that busy. Like, that, it, it's, it's never been a, oh, we have to open presents now. Can we open presents now? Just because it, it never worked like that. Yep. So I have a feeling having a three-year-old this year is going to be a little difference because she's already going, can we open presents now? Um, <laughs> so honestly, I, I think that um, as soon as everyone's functional and it's not stressful, like I, I've had friends who, you know, their parents end up, it becomes this awful whirlwind event and there's just like shredded wrapping paper everywhere. And, and then all of a sudden you're stuck with these kids who, are miserable um, if they didn't get what they wanted or whatever. Um, And so I think that the the earliest you should be able to open your presents is the earliest that everyone is in a functional place to accept presents.
5: Yeah.
3: (laughs) So Um, that
4: it's enjoyable to all.
3: (laughs) See, when I was growing up, like like, when I was younger, my mom was not a morning person. But Christmas Day was an exception. Like, she was almost more excited to see us open the gifts than uh we were to actually open them like because you know like my mom put a lot of thought into christmas and and she planned you know like uh because her and dad were on a budget you know she would buy throughout the year and put them aside and and um we actually ended up getting like lots of stuff like we wouldn't get like so much like bigger gifts uh as we would get like a lot of smaller gifts but my mom would be like so excited there was some some christmas mornings we were up at like 5 and it wasn't because my sister and i w- you know wanted to get up and open presents it's because mom was like time to get up and open your presents um but yeah like my kids were never really like that um i remember one year i think my youngest daughter like we got her up at like 7 and she was so pissed cuz she wanted to sleep um yeah see so yeah, like basically, we just kind of, you know, whenever people get up or whatever. Um, like this year, I'm working night. I'm working night. so I'll. By the time I get home, it's gonna be like I don't know quarter after seven, seven thirty. Um, so because I gotta, I gotta get some sleep. I'll probably get every, you know, like because it's just gonna be me, Crystal, and Shelby, uh, maybe Bailey. Uh, depends on his work schedule. He, he might be coming out for Christmas. Um, and then I'll sleep. And then we're going over to my sister's for our dinner. Um, and then my other daughter and her fiancé and our granddaughter will be there. And and then we'll, we're doing a gift exchange with them. Um, but, yeah, basically, yeah, when I was a kid, it was dictated by my mom when we would get up. And it was always early. Um, and then, yeah, as a parent, I just kind of let the kids decide, or if, if I had to sleep, if I was working, you know, we would open gifts as soon as I got home. All right. Next question. What holiday chore do you like the least? Um, so I'll kick off this this one um i i was gonna say dishes but actually that is probably um as a kid that was probably the one i hated the most um because you know we'd have big family gatherings and you know you'd end up having to do dishes um but as a parent the one i hate the least is like setting up my kids gifts um By that, you know, if there's a gift where there's assembly required, you know, and I got to figure out how to assemble this thing and get it working, or figure out how to get the batteries installed, um, yeah, um, I, 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 that's my least favorite. Um, thankfully all my kids are older, I don't have to worry about that, but yeah, like, having to set up a Hot Wheels track, oh man. That, you know, like seven in the morning, that, that, it sucks. It, it really does. Um, so that would be, yeah, setting up Christmas gifts. Lillian, what holiday chore do you like the least?
4: Um, wrapping things. Uh, for the last few years, Dan will be like, hey, do you want to come and wrap presents? And I'm like, sure, no. No, I do not want to. I I don't know if it's because one of my siblings is amazing at wrapping presents so I always feel less than but at the same time I feel it is I love my mother-in-law for having reusable bags like cloth bags that she puts presents in like a santa sack. Oh yeah. Just because I hate cleaning up the mess of having wrapped stuff for hours.
5: Mm.
3: Yep.
4: It's just Overwhelming, and and I mean, honestly, if you spent time putting bows on things and labels on things and and making it look pretty, it's just it's useless expenditures of energy. Yep,
3: I totally agree. I, you know, as I get older, um, I, I gift bags. That's I just somehow I if they they gotta fit into a gift bag, that's what I do. Because uh, yeah, I'm not. I don't like wrapping. Uh, Kevin, what holiday chore do you like the least? All right, this is one
1: uh, a little bit unique to my mom's home. Um, all the Christmas stuff is in the attic, which it is for many people. However, the attic is set up with the center of the attic is like usable space. I'll say it's not really quite warm. It's not really set up. But like, it could have been like someone's office or a man cave or a den or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But the storage space is to the side where the pitch of the roof is. So it's not a full door that like an adult could go through. Mm -hmm. It's like a three to four, three or four foot opening to get into there. And that's where all the Christmas stuff is. So you got to be like, Hunched over, going in and out, dragging all of the Christmas boxes out. All, you know, like uh, artificial trees. So take the tree apart, going back and forth. Here's all the boxes for the lights and the garland and the Christmas village and the ornaments and all that. So it's it was probably like thirty boxes of different things, and here I am, like six one, hunched over into the space to carry everything like out of the space, and then get out the doorway and then come out of the attic and then have to take it all down the stairs.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So it used to take like half the day to be able to do it just because I'm like, okay, I can't be bent over in this area dragging stuff out anymore. I need to at least come out and just stretch my back for a few minutes and then go back in and get yeah. some more. Like it's, it's Christmas. It's supposed to be enjoyable. It's not supposed to feel like work and it feels like work right now. I can't stand it. And then, I, you know, as I got older, I'm like, okay, I am i would just kind of psych myself up for it. Like, this is what it is. We just got to get it all done, get it downstairs. You know, no no, surly teenager complaining about this or anything. Yep. And then it's like, oh, wait, it all has to come back up in a month at most. I got to do this all over again. And every year I would try to, like, figure out ways to make it easier for me. I'm like, okay, all the Christmas stuff is gonna go right by the door of the crawl space, so I don't have to go into the space that far. It's all right here. And somehow by Christmas the next year, it all got shoved to the back again. anyways, damn it, I gotta try get it all out. yeah <laughs> when I when I move out when I moved out, I strongly suggested I' am like take my old room and take the closet and just put all the Christmas stuff in that closet. It's it it's, I can stand up. And it's a whole floor of stairs. I don't have to walk because yep. it's not all the way up in the attic. And no one liked that idea. Idea.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> all right. Uh,
1: I will say. I will say though, as soon as my kid was old enough to start carrying boxes, I sent him in there. I'm like, you can you can just walk right into this. You don't have to be bent over, worry about your back or nothing.
3: Yeah. Come on, kid. You're helping now. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, uh, Ragnar. What is your least favorite? Um, holiday chore
0: well it's just hands down all the cleaning of the house before you can host for Christmas Yep. so Christmas is always like okay I've done all my trade shows the online stores quieting down oh man my house is a dump because I've been going so hard and it's going to take like at least two full days of you know, just cleaning to get it all presentable for company. Mm -hmm. So that's always my least favorite part because it's always like there's a bit of a time crunch and there's lots of other things you'd rather be doing, but you don't really want to have your family come over and see your house being all messy and dirty when you're hosting Christmas. Yeah. So that's hands down my least favorite part is just the, the two days of work it takes to get my house ready. Yeah. To have everyone over. No, that's, that's. Otherwise, I, yeah, you know, all all the other stuff is fun. Putting up the lights, putting up the tree, wrapping presents. I like doing all that. That's fun. But uh, two days of dusting and cleaning is not fun.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, the next question, this is a random one I threw in there. Uh. Like, I got these questions off the internet. You know, like, that basically these are party questions that you would ask at a Christmas party or something. Uh, so this is one of them that was just kind of random. Share something you have an irrational fear of. Um, Alright, so for me, I'm deathly afraid of mice. I, I'm... Yeah, mice... And rats, rodents. Uh, But we don't have rats in Alberta, so I'm really lucky that, you know, we're one of the few rat-free places in the world. Um, But I I hate mice. They're so gross, so dirty. Um, And, yeah, I just, even, like, as a, you know, a 42-year-old man um, who could, uh, you know, easily step on a mouse and kill it, I'm still scared of them. You know. I think because you know, they they carry the hantavirus, you know, like that freaks me out. You know, like they could, you know, kill me with their pee. Um I, you know, that just ugh you know. Uh we had a mouse in our house. Like every once in a while we'll get a mouse in our house. And our cats are usually pretty good at at getting them and eating them. Um but the one it was like Just before lockdown, like, it was 2020, um, our one cat, and it it was playing with it. It kept letting it go, and then it would jump on it, letting it go, jump on it, and then finally the mouse just got away. And I don't know, man, like, and this is, I don't know, 1230 in the morning when this was all going down. Um, I had to go for a walk. Like, I, I, I was just that stressed out I had to get out of the house. I had to go for a walk around the block, 1230 in the morning, um just because that mouse freaked me out. And I've had some close encounters uh, with mice, unfortunately. Um, I remember one time, um, and this is when I was older, like this is, I was over at my mom's house. This was after I moved out of the house. And I was over watching a movie or something. Um, I was laying on the floor and I fell asleep. I fell asleep and I woke up... um, to my cat or my mom's cat like clawing at my stomach because I was laying on my stomach I'm like what the hell is this cat doing and then I realized what the cat was doing and I literally jumped up in a standing position and a mouse like was like running away like it had been hiding underneath my stomach um so that freaked me out and I remember one time as a kid I think when I was laying in my bed, I had a mouse in my hair. Because I remember something Oof, like moving around in my hair. And I was just so petrified yuck. I couldn't move.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, I hate mice. Filthy creatures. Um, and like I said, they, they carry disease with them. Um, there was a. Uh, I, I, he wasn't a kid, he was my age. Uh, in a town, like, right next to where I live. It's a town called Westlock. Uh, so this guy was, like, my age at the time. And he got the Hantavirus, and he died. Um, And I want to say he was, like, 18 or 19 at the time. And that really hit me. I was like, holy crap. You know, and they figure it was from, like, mouse droppings. You know, because, when like, the Hantavirus spreads... Um, like, if, uh, like, a mouse is, like, peed and stuff, and it dries up, and then it becomes dusty, it becomes, like, airborne, and you can breathe it in and get it. Um, yeah, they're just dirty, disgusting creatures. I hate mice. So that is what I have an irrational fear of. Lillian, share something you have an irrational fear of
4: uh driving off a cliff that's a good fear anytime i'm on the road um especially where we live in the mountains anytime Mm -hmm. i'm driving near a cliff i have this insane fear that a tire is going to flow or i'm suddenly going to jerk the steering wheel the wrong way or for some reason i'm just going to be like wonder what this will feel like if i randomly just drive down the hill um and it is it never goes away and it's ridiculous because I know that you know it's it's very rare that one of these things is actually going to happen but I cannot not drive without being like we're going to die
3: no that's and it, and it does happen like I remember driver's Ed watching this video and this guy survived you know like they had people you know, talking about what you're not supposed to do when you're driving and stuff. And there's one guy, I think he was like looking for like a tape or something like this, you know, back in the eighties or whatever nineties. And he was like leaning over trying to get this tape that was on the, on the floor of his car. And then he drove straight off a cliff and, and his car ended up in the ocean. Um, so this, I think this was like BC or California. It's possible or I
4: have this like random and fear because when I was six, my mom popped into someone's house to allow, like she was grabbing us a glass of water or something. Uh-huh. And my little brother crawled over the front, uh, crawled over the bench cause it was in a truck and uh-huh. I guess the car was running and he put it in reverse and we were on a hill and oh. we were heading down the hill towards the dock. And so Whoa. I jerked the steering wheel, and we landed in a ditch instead. Uh, or at the time when we were driving right a cliff at a tire blew. Or... <laughs> okay, so maybe it's not as rational. No, it's, uh,
3: I, yeah, I would say that's a rational
0: fear. Like, that, you know. I was going to say, that's starting to sound kind of rational. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Oh, apparently. Okay, um, let me think. That. Uh, ironically, your story about mice is. I used to remember uh, we had moved some stuff in our old house, and I look out of the corner of my eye. There's a mouse climbing down the kitchen drapes. Mm. And then another one, and I was like, "No, you're all dying." Um, rational fear.
3: Yeah, there was. was too many. There was a time at my old job, like this is like twenty years ago. And, I, and it was before our shift started. So there was a bunch of us in the lunchroom and there was a mouse running around the lunchroom and it took everything for me not to like jump on the table, you know, cause I, knew, <laughs> you know, cause I knew they were going to, I would know. pay to see that. Well, like if I, if I was there alone, you, you, you better believe I would have been jumping on a chair. Like I would have been like, no, nope, I'm out. But because oh. like, there's like 20, 30 men in this room it's like, I did not want to be that guy that everyone laughs at. So I took every fiber of my being to keep myself anchored to not jump. Yeah,
4: I know what my irrational fear is.
3: Okay, go ahead.
4: I am continuously afraid that my finger is going to go through the skin of my cheek. Oh. Ah. Hmm. i am so terrified that something i'm eating or something is going to that that soft fleshy area when right yep yeah, nope that's been a fear of mine since i was little hmm. that i'm going to stab myself that way because i had a dream where i was talking with someone and i was i went to go like touch their face and my finger went straight through wow and that's been yeah dope yeah, yeah yep that, okay That's, yeah, that'd be that's a good one it doesn't work because there's muscles and tendons and ligaments yeah. and things. But yeah, that's. Yeah.
3: Uh, Kevin, share something you have an irrational fear of. Hang on, I'm clutching my cheek still. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that one's not going to go away. I'm sorry. <laughs> Could we wake up in the middle of the night be like, thanks, man. <laughs> um. I, all right, one, I hate mice as well. I had some running around a couple weeks ago. It drove me absolutely insane. I got traps set up all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's also the first winter that there hasn't been a cat hmm. here. Yes. So, you know, that's probably why. Um, I have what I call a post-fear of heights And my explanation is I'll be on something like, let's say, you know, uh, it's a tall building and they have like a lookout area Mm -hmm. or, you know, out hiking and, you know, you climb up you know, some big rock formation or whatever, and you're looking out over the area. I'll get home. I'll be like laying on the couch. I'll be in bed or whatever that night. And I'll just like have like a shake out of nowhere. Like, oh my God, I could have fallen. Mm hmm. And it's, it's one of those shakes like, when you fall asleep on the couch and you don't mean to and your whole body, like, jerks to react. Yep. It's one of those. But I'm like, oh, my God, I could have fallen. It's like, okay, yeah, I could have. And the time to freak out would have been when I was in that situation, not when I'm back home comfortable laying down. Yep. Like, why is this happening now? But it's almost like my brain pauses that reaction so I can get through what I'm doing or enjoy the moment or be with whoever i'm with and then when i get home and can settle down my brain's like okay now let's have that reaction that i press pause on for you yeah so yeah any sort of height thing inside outside a building nature whatever where i'm like oh i need to be careful up here because i could fall over if you know a random strong gust of wind or you know a crazy person pushes me or whatever like however my brain's gonna go to ridiculous scenarios it will affect me that night when I'm back home on safe ground and all and I don't know why my brain does this but it's done it all my life
3: yep no I, that that is a good one too um, yeah I'm like that with heights as, as long as there's like a barrier between me And the edge, I'm okay. So, like, at work, we have guardrails around, like, some, you know, higher up places. But if you were to, like, just take those guardrails away, and I was to walk out, and just, like, walk the path normally, I I don't think I could do it. Because those guardrails are not Mm -hmm. there. I always think that, you know, if, if it's, like, an open space, like, maybe an earthquake will happen which is not that far-fetched, because it was like two weeks ago there was an earthquake and not too far from where I live, which is crazy. Yeah, that's, that was pretty crazy. So, you know, having that, you know, like rail, at least I could grab onto it and hold onto it. But I always think if, if I'm walking out and there's no rail and an earthquake happens, I could fall to my death. Um, and and I, I, honestly, I think some of these irrational fears that we have may be related to maybe an experience we had in a past life. If you, if you believe in that sort of thing, um, like I'm, you know, I, I'm studying Buddhism. You know, I really do think reincarnation is a, is a thing. So I think like when we have fears of like heights, maybe in a previous life, we did fall to our death. If we have a fear of mice, maybe we, you know, we part, you know, the black plague, maybe we lived through that, you know, um, maybe these irrational fears aren't that irrational, you know, maybe we did fall off a cliff, you know, it, but anyway, Ragnar, share something you have an irrational fear of.
0: Well, I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of irrational fears. Um, I do have an extreme sesame seed allergy, so I am always afraid about eating, eating something with sesame when I'm nowhere near, you know, a hospital or a medi clinic or something. Yep. But, I mean, that's kind of rational. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that could kill me, so I know that I should be fearful mm-hmm. there. Um, probably my most irrational fear is just driving on the highway. You know, every now and then you wonder what would happen if, like, you know, you're passing somebody on a single-lane highway and they veer into your lane, that kind of thing. Um, but but as a whole, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of irrational fears. Would I want a mouse crawling through my hair? No. <laughs> I, I'm not scared of mice. Um, there's a few in my basement every year, and my cat always catches them. And they're, you know, they're very small and they're very cute and you feel bad for what she's putting them through but that's just how it goes um, I really hate ticks, ticks and bed bugs would probably be my mm. you know, something that I would get really skeeved out by yep. um, here in Saskatchewan we have lots of ticks if you're walking through a field in June or early July, there's every chance you're going get, to get some and uh, they don't hurt but they're really gross, and mm-hmm. and you can't just, like, squish it or rip it out, because if it's bitten you, you have to make sure you get the jaws out, too. Yep. So you have to kind of, like, calmly remove it. You can't just, like, you know, squish it like a mosquito. And, of course, in the more southern uh, parts of the province, we are starting to have ticks that carry Lyme disease, so that's pretty terrifying. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily know when you got bit if it was a tick that carries Lyme disease or not, so that would suck. But again, that's sort of a rational fear. Um, so yeah, yeah,
3: no, yeah, yeah, ticks suck, and yeah, Lyme disease is definitely something you do not want to get. That's a bad thing.
0: No, 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 I'm good without that. Thanks. <laughs>
3: All right, so this is, we've reached our last question of the podcast. And that is, what is your go to Christmas movie? Uh, Lillian, what is your go to Christmas movie?
4: I'm a Viz Christmas Carol.
3: Which one?
4: A Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, a
3: Muppets. Oh, okay.
4: And as a friend of mine pointed out, because it's pointed out, it's on Discord. I'm not Discord. It's on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and they took out one of the sad songs in the movie.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh. And
4: I love that song. And so apparently, on Disney Plus, under Extras, you can actually watch it. Huh. Interesting. Um. Oh, oh wait 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 wait. That's incorrect. That is my current favorite all-time Christmas movie that is accessible to me on a regular basis. Um, Aside from a Muppets Christmas movie, there was a TV special done that was a Muppets and Fraggle uh, Christmas movie or Christmas special. Yes. And that is impossible to purchase, but you can find it online, and it is – The be-all and end-all of my Christmas memories, and my son is just giddily currently looking for it. (laughs) Excellent. But, uh, yeah, that one.
1: Is that the Muppet Family Christmas?
4: A Muppet Family Christmas where Big Bird and all of them come, and, and, you know, they meet the Fraggles down in the basement, and it's just so
1: good. So there was a Twitter thread about a week or two ago on here's how to watch it and there were 30 different versions. What? Yeah. So And most of the links are on YouTube. But there's the full version originally aired. There's one where they had to take out the Fraggles because they didn't have the rights. There's one where they had to take out Sesame Street because they didn't have the rights. There's one where they had to take out both. (laughs) And then all of these different versions also have some on YouTube that are just the movie, but then they also have some on YouTube that have all the original commercials from when it aired on TV, too.
4: Oh, that's right, because Sesame Street was the Muppet Sesame Street and the Fraggles all together, yep. and yep. if you want to buy the actual DVD with everything included, it is not cheap.
1: Huh. No, because they like did it once, and that's it.
4: And it's the reason why, if you've ever seen it, there's a line where everybody slips and falls on the icy patch at the front door. And so, watch out for the icy patch!
1: (laughs) The (laughs) dumbest running joke throughout it, and it gets funnier and funnier the longer
3: the movie goes.
4: It's just so good. That's it. We need to watch that somewhere on the internet. But it's just classic.
3: I wrote it down. I'm going to try I'm going to look for it. I remember watching it as a oh, kid. Oh, it's on
4: YouTube. My son just found it.
3: Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. Uh Kevin, what is your go-to Christmas movie?
1: The only movie Yeah, the only movie I have done every year the last like probably 20 is I have to do a Christmas story hmm. uh, during the 24-hour special. I have to do it at least once. If I, if I watch it once, I'm good. I don't, It doesn't have to be on, like, the full 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But that's the only movie that I've made sure to watch once every Christmas. And I'm not counting specials, because, like, I watch the Charlie Brown special and the Garfield yep. special and stuff. But that's, like, you know, it's, it's not movie length. Um, And, like, I watch Elf and... You know, uh, I'll do my Christmas Carol. I'll do like all this other stuff, but usually I rotate. I'll do it, and then it might be like a year, two years, three years before I do it again because there's so much Christmas stuff. I try to, you know, like mix it up a little bit. Mm
5: -hmm.
1: But I will actually usually what I'll do is I'll turn on TNT or TBS in the states, whichever one does the 24-hour Christmas story marathon, and I'll keep it on until someone says can we turn the damn channel on anything else? (laughs) Yeah. Which is usually about
3: the third viewing. Someone finally realizes it's been on the whole time. Yeah. Have you seen the, the, the new one that just came out? No, I keep forgetting to, to play it. Yeah, me too. Like I'll, I'll remember now,
1: but I'm not going to play it. You know, when we're done. And then I'll forget tomorrow when I could sit down and watch it, and then someone else will remind me. And i will be like when I'm at work or something, and I can't
3: do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one I definitely got to check out. Um, but uh, Ragnar, what is your go-to Christmas movie?
0: Um, for a full-on movie, probably would pick something like Elf. It's it's contemporary enough that you can still relate to it and it's funny and it's wholesome and I can't think of anybody I know that doesn't like that movie. You know, there's, there's something in it for everybody, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah, that'd probably be my go-to pick. Um, unless it was with like, you know, my guy friends, my, or my dad or something, in which case it'd be Die Hard yeah
3: (laughs) um my go-to christmas movie it's got to be national lampoon's christmas vacation
0: oh Um, yeah yeah that's a damn good one
3: it, it is and honestly like vegas vacation was okay but i really think this was like when chevy chase was like at his peak you know and then kind of was downhill in my opinion I think this was his last great movie. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'd agree with you on that. You know, I mean, he was pretty good in community, but he was also playing a character that was like super cringe, you know?
3: Yeah. And I, and I, I hear he is super cringe in real life. Um, cause yeah, I don't know, like as, as I'm, you know, hearing more stories about Saturday night live and stuff and all that kind. Um, I think he's like the least favorite cast member of all time like
5: yeah people, I think he you know, like, might be
3: right like he just doesn't seem like a nice guy but yeah like I mean I didn't I wasn't a big fan of European vacation but you know vacation and Christmas vacation I really liked Vegas vacation was okay I didn't mind that um do I want them to make another one with him I think he I think I think it's too late I don't think
0: they should do. Oh, I think they could totally do one. And, and it, you know, he's he's now, the, you know, the grandma and the grandpa. Right? Well, they, They're now the old people. And, and, and
3: was he in that they, one with um, the guy from The Office and Hangover? Because remember, they did a, a, a vacation movie a few years ago with um, Ed Helms, with Ed Helms.
0: Right. They did. And it was it was pretty forgettable.
3: Yeah. Like, I want to say he had a cameo in that,
0: but I think but, you might be right. He might have,
3: but I can't, I've, I can't see for sure. i I never saw it, but I didn't hear good things. So, but yeah, National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Um, yeah, I love it. Um, all right. So that's the end of our questions of Christmas. Uh, but before we go to our uh, where we can find you segment at the beginning of the year, we had some uh, 2022 resolutions and Lillian was so nice to, to jot down uh, our resolutions. And uh, so I, I just want to go over them and did, and just ask you, did you achieve them? And our first podcast uh, in the new year, 2023, we're going to do another you know, geek resolutions. Uh, but this is for the 2022. Since this is the last episode that's going to air in 2022 uh, from from us here, the you know the four of us, I thought we should go over our resolutions. Um, so Lillian had reading more comics, uh, reading 50 books in a year, attend some comic cons this year, uh, run my comic con this year and pick up some nerd earrings and gear. So, Lillian, how did you do with your resolutions?
4: I did everything except for the read 50 books in a year. Um, That's tough. I, Yeah, well, it's not really like, – I can read a book in a day. So, reading 50, it was just I underestimated how oh. busy this year would be. Yeah. Um, with things getting back together. So, I did – um, we had our Comic-Con ran in October, so like from essentially May until October, it was, you know, other conventions promoting. And then, of course, I got a new job in April. And so I, I did manage to I, – I audio booked I think at least 15, and I think I managed to read at least 10. So I, all in all, I got half of that done. Excellent. But it's funny because when I was making this list, I actually listened to our podcast the, where we did them. And it was interesting hearing how unsure we were as to what 2022 was going to hold for us, whether or mm. not restrictions would lift, whether yeah. or not we'd get to see family and friends or, or whether what or we get to do events, particularly because, Ragnar, um, I know you were, you were like, I don't know about shows and things like that. So I'm pretty happy yeah. with everything that got on there. And yeah, and man. I did pick up some cool nerd stuff, including my personal favorite item I currently own is my silicone Lord of the Rings wedding band. Oh, nice! Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, That's me. Kevin, your resolutions were: won't act like it's a new year till February first. Watch the Alien series. Finish organizing books. And try to limit random spending only to comics for two-thirds of the year. I don't even understand what I meant by that one <laughs> uh,
4: for okay so it was supposed to be that you had said that you had impulses when it came to shopping and that you wanted to limit your impulse buys to your your regular pulled comics that that was gonna be the one the, the biggest item you wanted to limit your impulse spending unless it was on your regular comics that came through. Okay. Okay, that makes more sense, Um, which I did end up, well, mostly doing.
1: Um, I ended up having, like, uh, at the start of the year, I didn't know that my dad was suddenly going to say, hey, why don't you come visit me? And, you know, like, now I'm doing a plane trip to another state and stuff like that, Um, you know, or or random friends or other family members saying, hey, why don't you come here, come there? And if I wasn't doing anything else, I would. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I do think I ended up really cutting back and limited myself and then just flat out like right now I, I took a look and I thought I have these comics I never read and now the graphic novels at work, at which I could get for free. So why did I spend money on these comics mm-hmm. when I could just get the collection here, you know, any time yeah. at, at a place I'm already at? i so was like i really need to reevaluate my stuff so i i talked to my local shop and i'm like let me see what i actually want physical issues of each month that i can't wait to just read a collection of or whatever i'm like i'm so nothing right now nothing for a while i need to reevaluate this so in the end i think i did do that one um yeah, and apparently when I said I'm gonna wait till February to start stuff, I meant like February
5: 2023.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the other stuff didn't quite happen. I I didn't finish Alien, although I really want to do that. And uh, with the future episode, when we say like resolutions for 2023, I I'm gonna try to get some of this stuff to happen.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but but I think
3: we all we're all saying that though. Oh yeah um yeah like for for me uh sandman you know i wanted to watch the netflix series which i am but i kind of got sidetracked watching other stuff so i've only watched the first like three episodes i think i'm on episode four it's not a bad show um it's just you know i have so many so much other things i had to watch i haven't you know And it's one of those shows you really got to pay attention to. So I want to give it the attention it deserves. So I haven't got around to finishing the series, which came out in August. Uh, Finish reading the collections. I have not done that. Um, Yeah, just so much other stuff I'm reading. And listen to the audiobooks. There was the third audiobook that came out this year, and I still haven't finished the first two. So I got to, you know... And then rewatching Avatar: The Last Airbender, I did start that, but again, I got sidetracked watching other stuff. Um, cut back on random spending, um, so in a way, I did because Comicsology really screwed up this year, and we'll talk about it. Kevin and I are doing uh, we well by the time you hear this, we would have already had our comic book uh, end of the year discussion. Um, but one of one of the biggest things that happened this year was Comixology changing its app and really screwing up. Like it, it. I used to buy a lot of random comics off Comixology that were on sale. So when they changed this app, I can no longer buy these things from Comixology. I have to buy it through Kindle, and Kindle doesn't have the same sales that Comixology used to have. So I used to definitely buy more random comics and and collections that i don't buy now um but you know i kind of made up for that when i hit like the edmonton expo in september like um you know wasn't planning on getting my picture with shatner but i did it you know i um didn't plan on on getting you know meeting the trailer park boys and getting their autographs and, and getting my picture with them. But I did it, uh, all extra stuff I did not plan for. So the random spending did happen. Um, so yeah, that's, am I don't think I bought as much junk this year. Um, but yeah, I, that's still something I got to work on. Definitely. Um, Ragnar. Your resolutions were by the end of March, uh, get your house back, and just because you said you had a, like a buildup of, of of stuff like junk and oh, stuff, yeah. uh, you were gonna rewatch Babylon Five and watch Cheers. So how did you do with your
0: resolutions? Uh, I didn't do any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there well, was you... a point. Yeah.
3: Uh, I was going to say, "Well, you got really busy like cuz everything opened up, like Lillian was saying, everything opened up this year. We're kind, you know, pretty much back to normal now. So, like I know you've been really busy with shows and and traveling and stuff."
0: Yeah, because at the at the start of the year, we really didn't know what the year was going to bring and if mm-hmm. if shows were going to happen or not. Yep. And uh so I still had my kind of in-between side hustle where I was selling Ragnar online yep, and at, at any show I could do, but there weren't many. And, uh, and then I was buying and selling furniture and appliances and vehicles and antiques and stuff like that. So my house got super full. Then when all the shows opened up, I, you know, completely stopped with the side hustle stuff, but I still had all of it. Mm hmm. So I have made progress this year getting rid of that stuff. I have been regularly taking in, you know, three or four boxes of stuff at a time to the local auction house. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, one of the local auction houses uh, went bankrupt in the middle of the night and uh, closed shop and disappeared. So um, that sucks because I had just dropped off about a thousand dollars worth of stuff there. Mm. And it's it's not enough money to hire a lawyer and chase them down, but it's enough money that it really stings. Yeah. So that's unfortunate. Um But yeah, my house has still got too much clutter in it. And I honestly, in the last two months I've barely been home. I you know, I just finished a run where I was gone for thirteen days. And uh yeah my house is a mess and I'm not looking forward to the the big Christmas cleanup. Um I did not watch Babylon 5 although I definitely intended to. I just got on to other things. Yep. So um I watched a ton of stuff just not that. Um and also I was I was mostly going to watch that because we were going to review it mm-hmm. at one point as part of the Trek 1701 podcast. But we've eventually, after much, um, I don't know, wheel spinning, <laughs> we've decided we're going to we're going to go ahead and do Star Trek Voyager. Yeah. And So I am now starting that um, so that by the time we record later this month, our first episode, I'll, I'll have something to contribute because I never watched all of Voyager. I only ever watched bits and pieces of it. Um, and so far, I'm not in love with it, but I don't hate it. So we'll see how that goes.
3: Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna, you know, like we are. I shouldn't say this is the last episode of the year. We are planning on doing Trek One Seven Zero One before the end of the year, where we're d- discussing. Star yeah, Trek but it, it won't be
0: it won't be released. It won't be released until next year.
3: Uh, I'm gonna shoot for a New Year's Eve release. Oh, oh okay. Uh, so I, I'm gonna try. Um, but again, uh, um, it just. You know, we have scheduling conflicts, like, you know, like it's, it's been a tough year for Trek
0: 1701. Um, Oh, yeah. Because, oh, yeah, I got crazy busy with shows, and then the other two guys having very difficult work schedules, and
3: yeah, yeah, so, so yeah, um, so next year, yeah, we're going to be talking about Star Trek Voyager, and I think we will talk, touch on Babylon 5 at some point, um, But, yeah, oh, but... it'll
0: still be there whenever we get to it.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so, uh, so yeah,
0: so I I, uh, I did not keep any of my New year's resolutions, and it's mostly because my uh, work reopened and shows were crazy this year. I only had two shows that were not very good. All of my other shows were like better than normal. And it and it was wonderful to be back.
3: Yeah, and I got the I got to see you a couple times this year at uh, yeah Animathon and Edmonton Expo. Edmonton so, Expo and yeah, and
0: yeah, that was great. Yep, and uh, yeah, looking forward to doing it all over again next year.
3: Yep, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, I think we can call this an end to the Chris Lockhart Christmas Special, the 2022 edition. Uh, But before we go, let's play that little game of where we can find you on the Internet. Uh, Lillian, where can we find you?
4: You can find me on Twitter at Talking Squirrel without an A. So it's Tucking Squirrel. Um, And I vaguely remember to post every now and then, although with all the Twitter chaos, I have definitely not been on there. But I am going to make a... 2023 resolution to be more active but we'll get to that part next year
3: yes absolutely um 2023 um i'm planning on doing a resolutions episode as one of our first episodes in the new year uh so be on the lookout for that uh on this feed and um yeah uh i'm on facebook instagram twitter at chrislock1701 uh, Kevin, where can we
1: find you, sir? Uh, you can find me on most social medias uh, at mask the Library. masslibrary.com is the home blog. And I occasionally do stuff over at the Retro Network. And that's another 2023 thing. I need to up my game over there, too.
5: Excellent.
3: And Ragnar, where can we find you, sir?
0: Well, uh, I'm all done trade shows for the year. So uh, look for me on Instagram or Facebook as Ragnar the Trader. And I also have an Etsy shop, Ragnar the Trader on Etsy, and my main website, RagnarTheTrader.com.
3: Excellent. All right. Well, on behalf of all of us here at the Pop Culture Pub Podcast, I want to thank you for listening to the twenty twenty two Chris Lager Christmas special. Uh, listening to us a- answering questions of Christmas. And we will see you again in the year
6: 2023. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. This will go where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rock it around the Christmas tree Let the Christmas spirit ring Later we'll have some pumpkin pie And we'll do some caroling You will get a sentimental feeling When you hear voices singing Let's be jolly Let us halls our house party Rockin' around the Christmas tree. We have